Hey y'all, welcome back to the Late Night Vision Show. I am Jason, owner of Outdoor Legacy Gear, and as always, I've got my buddy and co-host Hans from the Hans ETX YouTube channel. Hey Hans, what's going on tonight in the big city of Ben Wheeler, Texas? I've never heard those two things said in the same sentence. <laughs> uh, the big city of Ben Wheeler, uh, you know, we do have a flashing light, which is pretty cool. And they just well, uh, redid deal. the intersection there so the 18 wheelers could turn without running over the curb. Uh, so we're pretty excited about that. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's a big, big week there. Wow. Oh man. man. But you know, they always wait till like school's about to start. And yeah. so it's just, all the moms are freaking out cause it's just going to pile up traffic all. Well, that's the all, perfect, uh, you know, perfect time for, people. for, yeah, it's perfect time for road construction is the week that school starts. Back. That was, yeah. They always start right before school starts and, and, uh, you know, trying to drop off the, you know, all the kids in the morning, it's, it's going to be a nightmare, but, uh, we are not talking about, uh, kids first day of school on this podcast, uh, that you might be able to check no, that we out. Have, we have just, yeah, we've just alienated every text dot worker that listens to the show now. Now they I all know. hate us. I've got a good buddy. <laughs> I got a good buddy that works for text dot and he's, yeah, he, uh, I'm going to tell him not to listen this week, <laughs> uh, but, uh, we're going to hit you with a bunch of night vision talk right now. And, uh, this week we're going to be reviewing the PTS is the FLIR uh, Thermosite Pro PTS 536 and this is a, a scope this is uh, the third in the in the trio of, of uh, thermals that, that th uh, FLIR came out with recently first one that came out as you know was the PTS 233 that we did a review on uh, the second one was the PTS 736 and we finally got the 536s in uh, we've had a chance to use them we've had a chance to play with them shoot some hogs with them and so we're going to be talking about that today uh first uh jason's going to run down the the specs and features as he always does the we're going to peel back his brain the expert resident expert of uh, all things night vision so why don't you run down the specs for us jason i'm getting old i should have written down some notes because i'm i always forget stuff the, the older i get but yeah we'll run those down <laughs> you do always uh, yeah. forget. I, have to, like, I do I do. It's, it's, it's <laughs> terrible. I'm, you know, but I'm getting old. That's what happens when you, you get in your forties. Yeah, but that's all, right. all right. So, uh, yeah, you know, Han set it up there. The five thirty sixes are in, uh, we had a couple units come in uh, a few weeks ago. And, uh, as always, the very first one always goes to Hans, uh, Hans and I both try to try to get those, but but normally he uh, he ends up with it uh, sometimes before me. So he he got one of them and he's been using it for a few weeks. Uh, did get a shipment in a big shipment uh, of a lot more uh, this week and we'll have more coming uh, next month as well. But so running down the features on the PTS 536 again it is by FLIR and it is the Thermosite Pro Series. It is a 320 by 256 thermal core resolution. It's at 12 microns and it's using the new FLIR Boson core. Uh, it is 60 hertz refresh rate and uh, you know just so there's no confusion uh, they're all 60 hertz. There was some confusion on the 233s if there were 30 or 60 hertz but all the Thermosite Pros are 60 hertz. So there's that. Uh, it has all the uh, standard FLIR color palettes in it it has uh, the, um, the different color reticles, all the things there. It does have internal video recording. That is one of the claims to fame on this unit. Uh, it does not record audio, but it does record video, and it does a very nice job of it. 
It is a 50 millimeter objective lens, and it also um, is a four power uh, optical magnification. That is the base magnification is four power, and it does have a two times and four times digital zoom, so you can go up to 16 power uh, digital zoom on the unit. Uh, it comes standard as the other uh, Thermosite Pros do with the um, uh, quick detach mount pre-attached to it. It has two QD throw levers. It is a return to zero mount, so you can pull that off and you know put the uh, move the scope from multiple rifles or put it back on and hold zero. So uh, again, that's the the basic rundown on it. I'm not sure what I've forgotten. I do. Uh, I will say this: it does use two. I know I forgot. I already remembered right here. It's got two <laughs> CR123A batteries, uh, and it does have the option of running an external a USB battery pack on it, which is you can just you know pick your own up. It doesn't have to be anything specific from FLIR. They do provide the cable that you need. It's the same cable that you hook to your computer to pull the uh, pictures and video off. Uh, you can use that cable as external power source as well. But Hans, have I forgot anything? What have I left off in that list? Uh, did you talk about the focus rings? No. It does have two. Piece and it, it, it is, yeah, I, and that's important. I took that for granted, but as compared to the 233, um, the PTS 233 is a fixed focus on the objective lens, and the 536 as well as the 736 are focusable. Uh, they do have a, a focus ring on the front. The, all three of the scopes do have the rear diopter focus, which just focuses uh, the, the lens that you're looking through there. Uh, you know, for your eye to the screen, uh, that's standard uh, on most all optics. But again, the 536 as well as the 736 has a focusable objective. Good job. I think you got it all. I don't think you left anything out. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm, and I'm sure in a minute I'll think of something that I left out. Yeah, but, hey, yeah. Well, we, we've got a while, so I'll throw it in there. You know, um, I'm going to talk a little bit about my experience with it. I've had it for a while now. Um, I actually, I had a one of these units when it first, when you had the demo uh, that you sent over. I had it just for a few days, and I've had this one now for oh, going on. Oh, man, this is going on week two, and I'm sure I'll have it quite a bit longer. But, you know, I've got a... I've got to say, um, and and I'm going to just put this out plain and simple. I, I In the past, I think I've been a little bit, um, maybe a little bit too critical on the base magnification being so high starting out, especially on the 736 uh, with it started on the 6 power. The the 536, like Jason said, starts out on a 4 power. And in the past, I think I've I've been a little... I've been a little critical about it. So Jason, I'm, I'm asking for, you know, everybody to, to, to give this thing a chance because here's, here's what I, um, what I realized and what I noticed was I had a, I had the, the FLIR scope. I had the 736 and now I've got the 536. It's a four power base. Just like I said, I was still trying to hunt like I was using a 1.6 or a two power scope and you can't do that. Um, so what I've done in just making an adjustment was I'm just having to scoot back. But I'm going to tell you, the image on this 320 by 256 Bosun Thermal Core uh, unit is really unbelievable. It is um, one of the best pictures that I've seen, especially at that resolution level. And the uh, what I'm noticing is that the 
identification range is is very far and we'll get into the specifics of that um but really it's just i'm used to taking a 50 yard shot with this unit i'm stepping back and i'm i'm stepping back to uh 75 even 100 yards and i'm just taking further shots back uh, especially on a bigger group of hogs uh, where you know there's going to be follow-up shots, you definitely want to scoot back further so you can uh, give yourself, you know, set yourself up for, for a decent, um, you know, when they start running, you have a, a chance to keep all of the hogs in your in your lens or more uh, than you can. You definitely can't do that at 50 yards. So, um, you know, really, I just had to change my mentality when it came to, to the way that I that I hunted hogs, and I've always been used to you know, just stalking up as close as I can. Uh, obviously, because of, of the videos look better, the closer you are. But this thing has so much magnification, you really don't have to uh, uh, scoot up scoot up as close as you would normally with another with another thermal scope. So maybe that's even a better thing because if you're not having to scoot up as close, maybe that's a less of a chance that you're going to spook them and they're going to run off. So I'm going to, I'm admitting right now on the late night division show podcast, talking about the 536. I have been uh, a little overcritical about it in the past. Um, and, and I'm going to say, I really, the 536 with the 50 millimeter lens is it produces a great quality image. Uh, I've shot several hogs with this, uh, scope already. And, um, really what I'm impressed with is the identification range and I'll talk a little bit about that right now. Um, I have a, a, a property that I've been hunting on here recently. It's a, it's actually a tree farm, a nursery farm, uh, nursery. And it's uh, from from where I stand to the back corner tree line is 700 yards. And uh, it's on a hill. So I'm standing on a hill overlooking the, uh, there's like four or 500 acres. I can see all of it from this hill. Uh, there is a deer feeder at exactly 580 yards from where I'm standing. And I, we laser ranged it so we know exactly what the distance is. The picture on that, that base power, that base four power is so good that at that deer feeder, I can see deer and I can almost count the points on the antler, antlers of these deer. That's how good the picture is. Um, so... IDing, yeah, IDing at 600 yards with the with this scope is no problem at all. I've done it. I've done it night after night. I've tested it. I've got video of it that's going to be coming out, uh, showing the ID range of this. Um, I ID'd a, a hog um, last night that was on the very back corner that was almost 800 yards. Now I'm going to say. Um, it was a little bit difficult to tell, but I was still about 80% sure that it was a hog. And we got up there and it def- and it was a hog. So, I mean. That is a long, long And I'm ways. telling you, we've, we've studied this land. The, the guy that I've been going out with, um, this, is, this is his property. He deer hunts out there a lot. He ranges everything. He lasers everything because he's got deer stands and deer feeders. He wants to know exactly the yardages for when he deer hunts. So we sat out there and ranged everything, and we know the distances from every corner and from every position. And I'm telling you, um, you know, they were using different scopes. Uh, I'm not going to name the scopes that they were using, but I was having to pull out the FLIR 536 to um, get the determination of exactly what it is when we were IDing stuff at, you know, uh, four or 500 yards and over. And I, I'd lift up that scope and I knew right away, I was like, oh, that's a deer. Or that's, uh, you know, two deer standing up and four laying down with their heads up. I mean, it's, I'm going to tell you, Jason, it's, 
the the quality, uh, even of the videos when I shot a hog at 50 yards, uh, and it and it kind of ran towards me. I mean, you could see which side of the hog that the it had been laying in mud. I mean, it's just it's an unbelievable picture. And I'm gonna tell you, it performs well. Um, I don't it have is. any. Yeah, I don't have any problems. I haven't didn't have any problems with it. Um, you know, the, one of the things that we've talked about that uh, it comes up quite often, uh, the negative of this scope is it doesn't record audio. And, uh, you know, that's that's definitely a, uh, something that, that comes up. But there's an easy fix around that by recording audio on your cell phone, background noise, anything like that. If you're actually using this video for something that you're sharing, uh, content that you're sharing, a lot of people don't really care about the sound. You know, they just like the video. And I've talked to a lot of people that it doesn't really yeah. bother them. No, I, I agree. Yeah, I was just going to say on the audio deal, uh, unless you're unless you're recording for, you know, YouTube or something, if you're just showing it to your buddies, your friends, uh, I, I don't think most people care right. about the audio because you're going to hear nothing but a few crickets chirp and then a muffled shot. So there's really not much to it. I mean, if you're if you're trying to record and, and get conversations and all that stuff, you know, you're even on the pulsars that have that. Uh, it is a muffled recording and it works. But if you really want good audio, you're better off just using your you know phone or something like that to you know put on the voice memos and record that way. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right, and that's uh, that's one really the the downside to the to the unit would be that the the um, um, the audio, but I'm going to tell you, this is, imagine, uh, when, and if flare comes out, uh, with this, uh, same 50 millimeter lens with a, a 640 resolution, if that day ever comes, mm. uh, I can't imagine how that image is going to look because right now it looks, it looks amazing. And it's a, uh, it's a great scope and it performs well. Well, I, I'm going to go on the record and say this, and I may have, you know, egg on my face when it <laughs> finally happens. So, you know, you can record this down. I'm not going to make any exact predictions of uh, exactly, you know, how good it's, it's going to be or not. But I'll say this. I'll say that when that 640 core boson comes out in a thermal rifle scope, I think it is going to give the Trigicon scopes a run for their money. Those BAE cores. Now, I, I don't think it's going to be as good. I don't think it's going to be better. But I think it's going to be knocking on their door. And I think, I mean, the hope is that it's going to be at a, at a you know, a, a better price point. But uh, I'm telling you, these right. these bosons in this 320 are excellent. Yeah. Yeah, they really are, and and they've done a good job. You know, when you pick up this unit, it is um, it's a solid unit. You can tell that it's put together well. Um, you know, another thing about the the buttons on the top, um, it's a different layout than some of the others. Obviously, with Pulsar or whatever, um, the the buttons aren't as easy to to press. I think as the Pulsars are, it's a little bit more, I guess, rigid to maneuver in the night takes some getting used to, um, you know, that's, that's probably a, a very minor thing. Cause once you get used to it, it's, it you know what you're doing, but uh, it, the buttons aren't, aren't as, as easy to use, uh, at night, but it's, you know, uh, other than that with sighting it in, I've never had a problem with any FLIR unit sighting it in. It's always been pretty easy to me. Uh, so, and, and they do hold zero very well. 
and uh, the quick detach mount uh, is a nice feature. So, you know, really that's my experience with the FLIR uh, PTS 536. And, uh, you know, if there's, um, uh, I know we get comments about scopes all the time. We get questions about them all the time. Uh, you know, please hit me up if you have any other questions. But I know Jason's got a chance to, you know, you've used this for a little bit. Um, what are you, uh, what have you found out with your experience? Um, you know, I, I feel like every time we do this, I go, yeah, me too. Cause I do agree. I mean, you, me you, you get out there and, and you use them and you, I know you've killed a lot of hogs uh, with this. You have sent me a bunch of pictures of a lot of hogs that you've killed with it. And so, uh, I know you put it through the paces, but I have, I used when we had the demos in. Uh, I had it, you know, a few more weeks, and so I, I did use it a good bit then, and then, you know, now the, the final production units, but I've been really, really impressed with it. Uh, you know, again, image quality, uh, and, you know, tell me what you think about this, this Hans, but I'm willing to go on the record and say that I think it's the best image quality, maybe besides the 736. I think the 736 is the best, but I think this is the second best image quality of any, anything in that 300, uh, you know, core resolution. Uh, I mean, I'll just go out on the, you know, just say it. I think this has a better image quality than the the Pulsar Apex and Trail, like XQ38, XQ50s, those 384 cores. Do you agree or disagree? Yep, uh, I will agree with that. And as everybody that listens to this show and watches any of the videos, they know that I regularly shoot the pulsar have for a long time uh but i agree jason i think it is in that 300 resolution range i think it does have the best the best picture you know plain and simple i do i, I agree i think that you know it is worth noting that uh you know it, the FLIR that boson core is a 320 by 256 whereas the pulsar is a 384 by 288 um it's not a huge amount but the pulsar does have a few more pixels and I think sometimes that that is noticeable uh, as you zoom in more and you get into that digital zoom. But I'm going to tell you, the pulsars are that 17 microns, which is really, it's been great. It's been the industry standard uh, in the last year or so. But this, this 12 micron boson, I think that really gives it the edge over uh, the pulsars again they're not to trigicon level i'm not at all going to compare it to that and i'm not going to compare these boson 320s uh, i'm not going to say that they're they're better than than 640s but i will say uh, on base magnification um, not using digital zoom i think that these 536 and the 736 are almost rivaling some 640s i mean it's again i'm not going to go out there and say they're the same but i will say that it's man they're really really good it's, it's a great picture so uh, yeah and, and you know but but with all that said back to i mean you know I, you don't need me to, to rehash what hans already has and, and you know i know what he was talking about uh, with you know being hard on these for magnification and look uh you know, I talk to guys on the phone, you know, every day, every week. It's what I do. And the thing that Hans and I and, and a lot of guys in, in that are hunting conditions like we do and in the way that we do, uh, which is spot and stalk. And that is what we do is we are, mm -hmm. are spot and stalkers. We don't sit in, I mean, generally speaking, we don't sit in fixed locations 
Uh, we don't sit in stands. We don't sit over corn feeders. Uh, if we do sit over, you know, bait piles or corn or that sort of thing, we're normally uh, close. And if we see something out there, we go to it. I completely understand by talking to guys on the phone that are hog hunters um, that they don't all have the ability to go to those hogs. And a lot of times, uh, you know, I hear guys that tell me, like, I don't know how you do it. We can't get 40 yards from our hogs. I mean, they, they're smart. They see us. They right. smell us. They look up, you know. So not everybody has that luxury, and I know that's something that we just get spoiled to. And then for the coyote hunters, look, I mean, you, you guys – Y'all have it a lot worse than we do. You know, all you can do is call and hope they come. You know, you can't go, you can't go uh, running out there to them and, and try to get closer. And I think that's one reason that this 536 is, is uh, already been extremely popular with my coyote hunters. And those are the guys who have been calling and putting in the pre-orders for sure. It's like, look, we got to have it. We, we need something. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the Pulsar, apex and trail xq50s they're a 2.7 optical and that's the highest magnification that pulsar currently has right now 2018 and so that is normally what the coyote hunters have been doing and a lot of my hog hunters in farm country and now i'm just seeing those guys going okay we we need a little something else we're we're looking at the 536 so i think it's going to be great for them and the other thing that and you know hans and i were talking about this uh, today is that the you know some of the best-selling scopes on the market are, are the Sightmark photons, and you've got you know those are the, the digital infrared scopes. Uh, you've got the ATN X sights that are in a similar price range. They're in that you know um, 550 to 800 dollar range, and you know those scopes the the the, um, the ATNs are, are three power and five power optical. Uh, the uh, photons are four and a half and six and a half uh, power optical and that's a lot of magnification but those are extremely popular scopes and you know never do i have guys calling me with a four and a half power scope and going oh it's just too much you just get used to it you just learn how to use it and you don't want to get things up there at 15 or 20 yards there's no reason to right. do that and uh, now yeah. i guess if there is one negative to the 536, and I think this again goes back to the 736 as well with its six power. I think you are going to have to uh, learn that scope, which you have to do this with any thermal, but you're going to have to learn that and know what an animal or an object, another tree or a cow or a deer, whatever it is, coyote, what that animal looks like at what yardage it is. Because when you get that much magnification, and Hans, I think you had a story about this. I think you said that, you know, you shot a shot a hog that you thought was uh, whatever, a closer range, and come to find out he was a lot further, and you still killed yeah, him. But yeah. what was the story with that? Yeah, I'm glad you reminded me of that, because uh, we were stalking up on a, on a pretty good-sized hog under a, a deer feeder, uh, at the same place that I was talking about before. So we stalked up and, you know, I'm, I'm used to using a different scope, lower magnification. I'm looking through the 536. I'm, I'm stalking up to what I think is about 75 yards. So I get in a position where I feel comfortable enough to take a shot. And if he runs, I can take a good follow-up shot. The uh, shot, the hog made a great shot. It was a headshot dropped right away. Uh, the next day, um, the, the guy that I was hunting with went out and ranged it 
and it was 138 yards. I thought I was at 75 yards. It was actually 138 yards. So it does, it takes some getting used to. You really have to work with it. You got to just get out and know where you're hunting, know your properties and get out and range different, um, you know, fixed objects out in the fields and stuff. You know, this tree is this far away from this point. And, uh, you know, I would, it completely threw, threw me off. Cause like I said, I thought I was at 75 and I was at really at 138, which is a very big difference. <laughs> it's, it's not, easy. that's right. And, and we've gotten used to, uh, at the lower magnification in the, uh, 1.5, <coughs> excuse me, 1.5, 1.6 power, the 2.1, the 2.7, we've learned what animals look like at that range. And so, we kind of know it's something new to us jumping up into this four power. Same thing when I pick up a photon, I've got to totally clear my brain of what I'm used to in the lower magnification. I got to go, this is four and a half power. This animal is going to look a lot bigger than it really is. Right. Yeah. And that's, uh, again, from just having that experience with it, you know, where I saw the, just the huge advantage was just being able to ID something from, very far away and being able to, to, uh, because the last thing you want to do is, uh, not be able to ID something 600 yards away. And you walk down there to find out that it's a deer, you know, cause I tell you, that's, that's a right. long walk. That's a lot of walking through, through tough grass, but, um, you know, you know, the ranges are something you can get used to. Yeah. I want to bring up one more thing on that. We're talking about these, these, you know, ID ranges, detection ranges, and I think this is a, a fair time to bring this up about these scopes. And this is probably not going to be popular with some people. But, you know, this is one thing that Hans and I do is we give our opinions and you don't, you know, mm -hmm. hey, you've got yours, we've got ours. And you don't have to, you don't have to take our, our advice. But um, I believe, and I'm going to, I'm not going to speak for Hans. I think he's going to agree with me, though. I believe that most guys that do a lot of night hunting, I mean, again, I don't care if it's, it's, you know, digital night vision or, or thermal are, you're going to find that the large percentage of them are going to tell you that you need to keep your shots at 200 yards or less. I mean, I'm just picking that number. Um, I, I prefer a lot less than that, but I would say 200 yard shot at night is a long ways. And I, I'm not saying that you're not a marksman. I'm not saying that you can't make the shot, whatever, but I think when you get out to those ranges, especially with thermal, you are just, every time you go up another yard, you are increasing the chance for a mistake. And whether that mistake is just um, the animal moving and you get a bad shot, whether it is you know, a misidentification and you think it's a coyote and it's actually a deer laying down with its head sticking up or you think that it's a hog and it's a, you know, deer or calf with its head down in the grass. Uh, again, even if you can ID it and you're sure of it, I'm just not one of these guys that's advocating three and 400 yard shots at night. I just don't, I just don't think it's wise well, for a lot of reasons, even if you know what's out there. I mean, I have my own property yeah. and I know that at the end of 500 yards, there is a creek bank. There is a, 
you know, a, a wall of trees and another 50 acres before it gets to, you know, the neighbor's property and he's got another thousand. I mean, that, there's nothing there, but I still don't want to take those, you know, long shots like that. It's, it's hard to drop a hog at 250 yards uh, or even a coyote, especially at 250 yards at night and get a clean shot on it and have a hog drop with one shot. It's tough. It's tough with a 308. It's tough with any caliber at that distance. So, yeah, I, I don't even mess with those uh, unless I'm throwing up a Hail Mary, <laughs> but I yeah. rarely do that. Uh, but I'm going to tell you also with this scope, we um, had a chance to, uh, at 350 yards, uh, we saw a, a coyote and we also saw some regular just um, stray dogs. And you could tell the difference plain as day. Could you between. tell the difference? That's interesting. Yep. And the way that I could tell the difference was just the way that they were moving. You know, uh, there was a little bit of a similar look through the scope at 350 yards. Um, but you could tell the difference with the tail and uh, also just the behavior. You know, the the regular dogs were prancing around <laughs> a little bit more than the coyotes were. But you uh, yeah, 350 yards. You, you, yeah. Saw, you saw the collar with the vet tag hanging down, you know. <laughs> Yeah. My buddy was cussing because those dogs were headed right to where that <sighs> hog was. And they were, they went down there and scared that hog off. Oh, and we had walked forever stalking down there. And those dogs bit us down there and scared that big hog off. <laughs> and uh, he, I'm not going to say what he wanted to do to that hog because it's probably not very legal, yeah. legal or even. Yeah, but, mm -hmm. uh, uh, I, you know, it was just one of those things. He wasn't too happy about it. But, yeah, I mean, you could tell that's how good the ID uh, range is on this scope and the detail that you see at those distances. Um, definitely, definitely. It, and it makes you a better shooter, makes you a safer shooter. If you can ID I agree. Uh, with, without a doubt in your mind at, at those distances. I agree. Well, and I know that, that Hans and I have, have sat here for, for 20 minutes and talked about the magnification, but honestly, that's why you're going to buy this scope. You're going to buy this scope because you want more magnification than what Pulsar is putting out right now. You, you need more than 2.7. And when, uh, when people ask me to compare something like, uh, they say, hey, compare the Pulsar Trail XP50 and the, the Thermosite Pro PTS 536. And I'm like, gosh, there's, it's, it's, I don't really know what to compare. You're, you're taking a 640 core 1.6 power and comparing it to a 320, uh, you know, four power. Or this, this is just a hard scope to compare without comparing it to just say the 736 because once you get above you know three power you're up there in the range so anyway i think at the end of the day you know if, if you force me to say who this scope is good for it's going to be really good for uh, older guys i hear that a lot a lot of guys say look my eyesight is not what it used to be i do need to get a good clear picture and i'm i'm you know looking to take the, the one shot kill and that's what I want even if that hog's close or that coyote I want a, I want a good clean single shot it's going to be great for you I think it's going to be great for coyote hunters obviously going to be great for the guys who uh, you know are hunting hogs again and just can't get up close and need a little more uh, magnification I don't think it's going to be good for guys who are you know say you're sitting on your bow stand and you've got a feeder at 30 yards. I don't think there's any reason to buy this scope 
uh, if that's you. But I think if you're taking a lot of shots out there that are 75 to 100 yards or more, then I think this is going to be a, a very, very good choice for you at that point. Well, hey, guess what? What? I thought of something you missed. Man, what? <laughs> the price. Oh, the, they, hey, <laughs> these guys don't care. Nobody. It's just, a, it's just money, right? Just I mean, throw just, those $100 bills oh, on Oh, man, table. just hundreds. That is, I did okay. not talk about the price. All right, the price is $3,795. That's $3,795. And that puts it in a absolute direct uh, competition with the Pulsar Trail XQ50. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, again, we talk about comparing scopes. I get asked, you know, how do those two compare? And, and look, that's not an accident that FLIR made that scope five bucks cheaper than the Pulsar. <laughs> I mean, that that's, they were, they knew what they were doing. That's a wise decision by FLIR. Absolutely. But it is, in my opinion, it's still very hard. If, if you need four power, then that 2.7 probably won't do it for you. And if you know, right. if you need 2.7, then that four is too much. So there, there, and there is that big of a difference. And I think that's something else that if if you haven't looked through a lot of these scopes, you haven't uh, had the opportunity. The difference in you know 1.5 power and 2.1, or in 2.1 and 2.7, or 2.7 and four, you think well, that's not much. You know, I'm used to taking my daytime scroping, going from four to fourteen, cranking it all the way up. It's a lot at night. It's a, I mean, every half power is a lot, and it's a big percentage when we're talking about smaller. You know, if you're going for from a 1.5 to a 2.1, that's a large percentage jump in magnification. So, and and I think that everybody knows this, but I'm just going to say this, just for the people out there that are new to this, that when you do zoom in. But with the FLIR or any scope, it does break down that res- resolution. The image is not as clear. So, uh, you know, nobody out there think that if you, you know, bumping this thing, uh, you know, to two times or four times zoom that you're still going to get the same crystal clear picture. It's not. Uh, so just everybody out there that, that uh, is just wondering that for those of you that don't know. Uh, but, but again, uh, thank you for letting us know the price, Jason. And I know that uh, you've just got a big shipment of these things coming right. in, right? That's right. We've got a, got a shipment in now. Uh, they are on the shelf. Don't know how long they're going to last. Uh, we have a smaller parcel shipment that should be coming in next month. That's when it's scheduled. And that's going to be um, all of our shipments for a while. Uh, FLIR is uh, way behind on these units. It took a long time to get them out just because their, their orders were so deep, but we finally got them. And, uh, you know, I don't know what it's going to be like this fall, uh, come, you know, October, November, December for these units. Uh, so I'm not, it's not a sales pitch to go run by it from me today. I think that they are going to be around, but I think they're going to be in limited supply, uh, you know, starting in the cooler months. Cause I think people are going to start snatching these things up. Right. Right. Yeah. We've been waiting for these things for a long time, but I tell you, it's, it's been worth the wait. This is uh, of the three FLIR uh, scopes that have come out recently. This is definitely my favorite one uh, th- between the 233, the 736, and now the 536 is definitely my favorite one. Um, Jason, I, I've got a video coming out this week. I'm doing the full review of the PTS 536. So you'll be able to see that this week on YouTube. Uh, you can find me at Hans, that's uh, H-A-N-S-E-T-X. On YouTube, it's the same thing on Instagram, uh, Hans ETX. 
Uh, Jason, where can they find yeah, you? Yeah, I've got a video as well that I'm fixing to publish. I, I would love to say that it will be out when this podcast is published, but uh, I've got a busy week, so I don't know if I'm going to get it out that quick. But I already have the video. It is from the 536, and I think it's going to come in really handy for a lot of people. Basically, it is uh, me videoing a group of hogs that uh, there was a, a, a pretty large sow, probably, I'm just guessing, 175 pounds or so. Another one in there that uh, you know might have been 70, 80 pounds and about 10 piglets. And I videoed that group of hogs starting at about 375, 380 yards. I've got all the exact ranges of how far they were, but I went from that 375 down to... Uh, you know, uh, 275, uh, you know, 175, all the way down to 75 yards, basically from, from the 375, 380 down to 75. And again, I've got all those ranges written down. Uh, I was taking notes on where I was at because I was on my own property and I've got a range set up actually with some targets. So I knew exactly where I was. And uh, anyway, I think it's going to be a pretty neat video of just showing you what those animals look like from all those different distances. So we're going to get that out ASAP. And you will be able to find that on my YouTube channel, which is Outdoor Legacy Gear. So you can go to YouTube and search for Outdoor Legacy Gear. Please subscribe to the channel. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we are always there and I'm always glad to answer any questions. But OutdoorLegacyGear.com, OutdoorLegacyGear.com. That's where you go if you want to see all the scopes, you want to see the specs, you want to read some reviews. Got a lot of customer reviews on a lot of the different scopes uh, that, that came straight from the customers. You can read those there. You can always call me. That is the best way. If you have questions, just call me at 877 350 1818. And Hans, tell them how they can find uh, the Late Night Vision Show and send us and uh, some of their feedback and call us. Yeah, absolutely. And we want to thank everybody for listening. And man, we're continuing to get great feedback on the shows. A lot of people, we get messages from people listening on road trips. I got one today that a uh, guy was listening on the road uh, uh, on the way back from Alabama. Either he was headed to Alabama or on the way back. I can't remember, but just playing them one right after the other. So we want to thank you all for, for listening. We want you to call in because we want to have, uh, give you a chance to, uh, to have your voice heard. We're going to play your, your call on a future podcast. We won't give any of your information other than your first name and location, but we definitely want to hear your voice. Please call in with your questions, uh, any comments that you have about any of the shows, and you can do so. Uh, at 903-833-4461. Again, it's 903-833-4461. Please call us. We want to hear your voice. Uh, and as always, we appreciate you uh, tuning in. We're going to be back again next week. Uh, you'll have another podcast for you waiting in your, uh, I don't know if it's your mailbox or your whatever, your notification. <laughs> but when you wake up, uh, if you don't wake up too early, <laughs> I don't know. But if uh, when you wake up on Thursday morning next week, you're going to have another notification for another podcast. We appreciate you joining us. And for Jason and I, thank you, and we'll see you all next week.